Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Howdy, Zarin. Hey, what's up, Elizabeth? You know it's ridiculous. Oh, girl, do I. Okay, so there's this movie called The Conqueror. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you've ever heard of it? No. Okay, so it stars John Wayne as Mongolian conqueror Genghis Khan. Oh, I've actually seen that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a 1959 movie. Uh-huh. It is known as the deadliest movie ever. It's you know, terrible. D- oh, yeah, it is definitely bad. You know why it was also deadliest? No, why? Well, they filmed it in Nevada. That was supposed to be the desert that was supposed to take place for Central Asia. And the desert that they filmed it in was right where the Department of Energy was doing nuclear tests. <gasps> Open air, above ground nuclear testing. Oh, no. So by 1980, 91 of the 220 cast members had contracted cancer. What? Yeah. And uh, then 46 of them died. This includes Agnes Moorhead from Bewitched fame. Right. John Wayne, obviously. Uh, Susan Hayward, a bunch of the stars of the film. Wow. It's considered the deadliest film ever because they filmed on a nuclear testing site. And he also did the same thing with She Wore a Yellow Ribbon, apparently. But is that maybe uh, sort of bad mojo from doing yellow face? That's that what film? I'm just saying is it was a cursed film all the way around. <laughs> it's it's Bad. It was a ridiculous idea for a film and a ridiculous place to shoot a film and a terrible recovery of, like, you know, what happened after. That's crazy. That is, you know what that is? Straight up ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You know what else is ridiculous? Oh, you got one for me? Mm -hmm. Oh, hit me with it. Bad wigs. Uh Uh-huh. Getting drunk and wearing bad wigs. Okay, my jam. Getting drunk and wearing bad wigs and robbing banks. I have yet to do this. Dutton. And joining me is Zarin Burnett. That's true. I'm just letting you know you're joining me. (laughs) And this is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, cons. It's always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. Zarin. Elizabeth. You and I often find ourselves rooting for criminals who are entertaining and don't hurt anyone. That's, yes, that's kind of my motto, my mantra, my jam, if you Mm -hmm. will. I feel like I've hit the jackpot here. How so? Um, this guy's story that I'm going to tell you today is delicious. It makes me dizzy. It's so <laughs> wow. good. I want to tell you and dizzy. I want to tell you the story about the whiskey robber, the, Attila Ambrose. Okay. Uh, I would never have known about this king if it wasn't for listener Alex W. Who oh, word. Emailed us the hot tip. 
I need to start with a little historical background before we dive in, though. Please, set the stage. Of course. So as you know, the nation of Hungary was, following the defeat of the Nazis in World War II, Mm -hmm. a satellite state of the Soviet Union. Yes, behind the Iron Curtain. We were establishing that. We know that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, From the 60s to the 80s, it it had some, like, free market introduced into the economy, um, and it was referred to as the happiest barrack in the Eastern Bloc. (laughs) The happiest barrack in the Eastern Bloc. Yeah, not the happiest place on Earth. The happiest barrack in the Eastern Bloc. They had a really high, well, not really. They had a higher standard of living. Things were a little bit looser in terms of travel and expression. Like, say, compared to, like, East Berlin and, yeah. and Czech, well, Czech Republic. Hungarian art and culture was al- is already so lush and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. elegant. Um, so they kind of resisted the brutalism okay. of communism. All right. And so the highest standard of living makes sense. It wasn't something that they would want to ever reject. Yeah. So it was easy for them to kind of keep, keep it in their pocket. I got you. So in the 80s, we had a global recession, mm-hmm. and that made times tough, And because even the Soviets got hit with it. Okay. Um, and it kind of opened people's mind in the Eastern Bloc satellite, uh, what would you call them? Sta- Soviet states. Yeah, satellite states. Um, it opened their mind to the possibility of revolution. So this is like when they were falling in love with rock and roll and blue jeans? And Coca-Cola. And Coca-Cola, okay. Yes. Um, and so uh, in 1989... Uh, Hungary dipped out of the Soviet Union. They were one of the first. Yeah. Oh, so like before the Scorpions were singing Winds of Change, they're like, peace, deuces, we out. Before their Bella Laika sang. (laughs) Um, And so the 89, they dip out, and that kicked off the chain reaction through Mm -hmm. the Eastern Bloc that eventually led to the fall of communism. Oh, interesting. The exit was peaceful, as Mm -hmm. it was in many of these. Um, all of them. And it eventually, you know, leads to the fall of communism, brings about serious economic trouble, however, mm-hmm. because Soviet subsidies went away. Ah. So everything is also privatized, like, basically overnight. Yeah. So. And then prices wildly change. Exactly. Okay. So that's just a quick primer mm-hmm. to get you situated. <laughs> Thank you. In the landscape. For catching me up on Hungary's recent history. <laughs> it's very base completely surface-level assessment. Yeah, all pre-Victor Orban. Yes. (laughs) And so um, this brings us to Attila Ambrose, the whiskey robber. Word. He comes from tough, tumultuous times, hard living. People had to get creative to survive. Howdy doody was he creative. (laughs) I was hoping howdy doody would have a role in Romanian (laughs) culture. Or sorry, Hungarian culture. I need you Mm -hmm. to do a little imagination exercise with me. Oh, should I maybe close my eyes? I want you to close your eyes. Oh, my eyes are closed, girl. It's January 22nd, 1993. Mm. Budapest, Hungary. You're at the post office on Villanye Street. And that's on the Buda side of Budapest, by the way. <laughs> well, you know, the Danube splits it into Buda and Pest. I did not know that, actually. Oh, you didn't? No, I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, though. I'm not making that up. No, no, I, don't, I totally believe you. I've never heard that before. <laughs> the trees are bare. It's just like the post office is on a typical Hungarian tree-lined boulevard, wide boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, the trees are bare. Just before closing time at the post office, January 93. Mm-hmm. You've just run in after work to pay your electric bill. Oh, I'm always running late. Come now, on. It's a common thing in Hungary and in many parts of Europe. You can pay your bills in cash at the post office. Oh, cool. So that's why you're there. Uh, you know, you're making small talk with the ladies in the shop. You leave the shop and you pass another man walking in. He's got a big mustache. He's wearing a very obviously cheap long brown wig. <laughs> okay. And, you know, who are you to judge? Yeah, no. Just let him do his thing. Maybe he had an accident. I mean, you're wearing ladies' panties under your corduroy (laughs) pants, so... I don't judge. Who's to say? And Um, I'm wearing kids' socks. They don't even fit. They're just crushed up in the front of my my show. (laughs) So, there you are. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's got the wig on. Um, He's also wearing, like, a bright red pointy ski hat that has ear flaps. Okay. And it's cold. We'll give him that. Um, You look down at his feet. They're enormous. Like clown feet? Yeah. But then you notice when he's walking, it's not that his feet are enormous, the shoes are enormous. Okay. And he, they're way too big, and he reeks of whiskey as he walks by. So, you know, 
you're just a responsible guy paying your bill. You look over at an old man or an old, like, you know, man walking by and you kind of raise your eyebrows at him. And then you uh, pull your collar up on your coat and you just go off into the cold Hungarian evening. As one does. Yeah. Now this guy, he gets to the door of the shop and this bewigged man, he tries to enter, but a woman who works there stops him. And she says, look, we're closed. You got to come back. He said, no, I got to send a letter to my girlfriend. I have to do it. Nope. Got to come back Monday morning. It's a Friday evening. Got to come back Monday morning. He pushes her aside and enters the post office. From his coat pocket, he produces a small toy gun and he raises it into the air. This is an armed robbery. Now, the cashier just stares at him. She's annoyed. Because... A, she can see it's a toy gun. Like it's like yellow? Yeah. Okay. It's like a squirt gun. Okay. And um, actually, it was a cap gun. Oh, so it kind of okay. looks, but she can tell. I mean, she's, yeah, the size she's of been a around gun. the block. Mm-hmm. She's, you know. Uh, and she's, he, he's totally drunk. So she's just like, are you for real right now? Yeah, you're seeing three of me. I'm this not worried. Is, this is what you do? Um, shoves her out of the way, go, nearly tripping over his clown shoes, goes behind <laughs> the counter and another woman who works there says, why are you doing this? And he says, shut up, please. <laughs> <laughs> the instant regret. Yeah. So then what does he do? He pulls a Joe Camel duffel bag out of his coat pocket and empties the contents of the register into it. Out of his coat pocket. Yeah. I like it. And then he demands that these women open the safe. Mm-hmm. And they do. And it's empty. The post office. Yeah. Okay. So the man turns and he just runs from the shop. And he stops only to pull a combination lock out of his pocket. There are so many things in his pockets. <laughs> and he locks the door to the store from the outside and takes off. How he's running in these shoes, I don't know. He's sprinting down the road in the giant shoes. He rips off his hat and his wig, tosses them in a trash can. He pulls a disposable razor out of his endless coat pocket, <laughs> spits into his hand oh, and like God. rubs it on his lip. And he proceeds to shave his mustache while off he's running, while running down the street. This is just like this is amazing. I'm imagining like the Benny Hill music <laughs> playing in the background, or like banjo scramble. I'm imagining James Brown. <laughs> so he makes it all the way to his apartment, locks the door behind him, empties the contents of the Joe Camel bag onto the kitchen table. It's 548, or yeah, 548,000 forints, which is about six grand. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. Attila Ambrose has just committed his first robbery. That was his first. That was baby's first (laughs) robbery. How did we get here? How did he become this desperate, ridiculous criminal? Slap, 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 running down the street. So here's a little bio. Mm -hmm. Attila, born 67, in a tiny village outside of a small town called Csikszentmihalyi. Being Chik named Sedrida. Attila in Hungary in 1967, that's baller. That's a very common name. I mean... Oh, I know, but still, just keeping it traditional he's like a that. Hun. Yeah, I know. The Hun. He's like <laughs> he's the Hun. The Hun of Huns. Um, yeah, Csikszentmihalyi is a tiny little village in Transylvania. Mm-hmm. And he lives in a smaller village outside this town. Okay. Um, the area is technically part of Romania. I was going to say, because Transylvania is part of Yeah, that. but he speaks Hungarian as his first language. He considers himself Hungarian, mm-hmm. and but also really proudly tra- and isn't that Transylvanian. And Wallachia? Like, like, they're like their own little like region where they're going to say, we're not really part of either Romania or Hungary. We are Wallachia. If you say so. I'm just saying, it feels Probably. like that would be one of those areas. It's all shifting sands, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. And forested yeah. and mountained. It's mm-hmm. like, you know. So um, the village that he lives in, no cars, mm-hmm. no electricity, no running water. Can I get a place It's there? Essentially, he lives in a field yeah. like, just like <laughs> under a rock. A field right next to a forest. <laughs> so he got into a lot of trouble as a kid. Mm-hmm. When he was seven, he got arrested for, quote, climbing too high in a tree. <laughs> They're just really looking for crimes, aren't they? There's nothing in this town. There's a tree. It's like his house. Get out of there. He gets in trouble for racing a horse. Like, literally, he was running next to the horse. (laughs) He he had a hockey scholarship to a nearby boarding school, but he got expelled for short-circuiting the electricity on exam day. But he doesn't know electricity from Adam. What does he know? Really? Well, he grew up with no electricity. He's like, oh, what so you is think this? He short circuited on the, like, well, uh, he by mistake? totally did it on yeah. purpose. <laughs> I'm guessing. Well, he late, because he later admits in an interview, he says, saying that I was a kleptomaniac is an understatement. <laughs> I took everything that wasn't made of concrete. 
So he's honest. He got excommunicated from his small Catholic church after he ate a bunch of communion wafers, drank a bottle of communion wine, and then was found passed out on the altar by a priest. <laughs> Drunk on God. Yeah. 16, uh, he stole musical instruments from a popular local wedding band. Just <laughs> pulled the rug right out from under wedding him. wedding band is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets released. He goes into the army for about 16 months. And then he comes back to his town. Is that too, like a void prison time? Like, yeah, just... I think so. He's 16. Um, there's nothing, no work in the town. Yeah. And so um, it, life for Transylvanians in Romania at the time was getting more and more oppressive. So he okay. decides, I'm going to Hungary. Peace, I'm out. He gets a job as what's called a church painter in a, uh, near the Romanian-Hungarian border. And this job was specifically given to people trying to cross over from Romania to Hungary because the church provided like the tallest place to look for on routes. So, you know, you could go there and be like, yeah, I'll paint the church, wink, wink. And you work there for a little bit, and then you coordinate to go to the next stop, the next stop. Oh, that's smart. I was thinking of church painter as a euphemism for like, (laughs) we we let him paint and we just pray, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that happened too. Um, So, at this time, they're both Soviet satellite states, Romania and Hungary. Mm -hmm. Hungary, of course, more progressive, very appealing. Um, After a couple of weeks working at the church, he makes it across. And he enters Hungary October 1988. He has just turned 21 years old. Congratulations, yeah, young man. Exactly. So cracks are showing in the Eastern Bloc, 1988. Mm-hmm. And people are starting to realize that peaceful revolution is possible, as I mentioned earlier. He's 21. Um, now, as I mentioned, he was when he was a kid, he played hockey. Mm-hmm. And so he's pretty good at it, if I remember. Well, yeah, I had a scholarship, but the last time he played was when he was 15. Yeah, but he was pretty good at it from what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> when you have a passion, you never let it die. Yeah, it's in the body. It's in the muscle yeah. memory. And he, that's that's how he was feeling. So he called up Hungary's championship pro hockey team, UTE, <laughs> and asked them to play. Like, just literally was like, what's up? He call, went to a, goes to a payphone, calls the facility. <laughs> Y'all heard of me. Says, can I speak to the general manager? Mm-hmm. Guy gets on the phone. This is what he says to him. Hello, comrade. I'm Attila Ambrus from Transylvania. I'm a goalie, and I'd like to try out. Straight up. Okay. I like it. A lot well, the of confidence. Guy, the manager thinks he's getting pranked. So he's like, no, come on now. And he realizes, well, first of all, he's using this construction of comrade, and like he sounds like he's got like a rural mm-hmm. accent to him. So he's like, all right. Well, you know what? We actually kind of do need a goalie. I'll pick you up tomorrow, and you can come to practice. So he picks Attila up. Attila has no equipment, zero. <laughs> Not even. I mean, ice don't skates. forget. Well, he doesn't. He didn't bring anything with him. Yeah, he no, like yeah. fled. He's um, essentially a refugee. So I'm not expecting him to have his full ice cake. The yet. amount of equipment he had was equal to the amount of skill that he had. <laughs> so he doesn't make the team, but they love his moxie. He makes you know, a great backstop. Yeah, they, oh, I like the spark in this guy. So they give him a job as a janitor slash Zamboni driver slash handyman. Dream job. Can I just say that right now? <laughs> and they let him sleep in a closet at the <laughs> arena. Like I said, dream yeah. job. It comes with your own recorders. And so he then, he winds up getting kicked out of that closet because he got drunk and he crashed the Zamboni. Like into the closet or just Just, like... Just, you know, wrecked it. Just doing donuts. He was, you know, ghost riding the whip. Drunk driving a Zamboni is awesome. Yeah. Let me just say that. But they didn't fire him. They just wouldn't let him sleep there anymore. So he's like, what am I going to do? I need money for a place to live. So he gets a side gig as a grave digger. He's like, what is the most ridiculous thing I could do? Grave digging. (laughs) Um, In the meantime, the team made him the unpaid second string goalie. Okay. So they basically just said, like, here, have a promotional T-shirt. So he's like the Rudy of their hockey team. Yeah, he never misses a practice. Okay. Never really played. And it frustrated him, so he quits his janitor gig in in protest. But he stays on as the unpaid goalie. (laughs) So Quite the protest. He finds odd jobs. He sells expensive pens door to door. Um, He manages to meet this woman who comes from a really rich family. Okay. And he goes on a ski vacation to Austria with this family. The owner of the hotel there knew a little bit of Hungarian. And when he found out that Attila was from Transylvania, he asked Attila to smuggle pelts for him. Like for like first. Yeah, he, but not like to make, not for like a furrier to make coats. He oh. wanted like bear skin, boar skin, deer. Oh, yeah. like rugs and stuff? And yeah. like stuff like decorations for the hotel? For the, yeah, exactly. Okay. So Attila goes back to Transylvania 
And his uncle connects him with a pelt dealer. I mean, whose uncle doesn't know a pelt dealer? Come on now. Uh, He he then drives 850 miles on crappy roads back to Austria, paying off border guards along the way with a trunk full of bear skin. And uh, he, he did this over and over again. It was making really good money. He was also spending really good money. Ah, nice. He got a taste of it. Um, He owed a lot of money by 1993, and he was totally ready to call it quits on the smuggling game, but he owed this money. So he's like, I got one last run. (laughs) But it gets canceled because all the border guards that he'd been bribing got fired. All of them? All of them. And he had that side gig of selling pens door-to-door, fancy pens. Hmm. Someone broke into his car and stole all the pens. So he's, he's like, desperate, he needs cash, and he needs it quick. And that's where we met him at the post office that day in the winter of 1993. Ah, so he just borrowed the shoes, grabbed like a Joe Camel sack. Looked around and was like, I I, I got a win somewhere. I need money. So let's take a break here. Listen to some advertisements. Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, I've kept you waiting on that because they're your favorite part of the show. It's why I'm here. Yeah. Um, When we come back, I'll tell you more about how Attila blossomed into a truly ridiculous criminal. Nice. I'm going to get cozy and listen to these ads. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime, it also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. That's simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on AE Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Okay, so when we last met, <laughs> I was talking about Attila Ambrose, Attila the Ambrose. <laughs> no, the Ambrose, And yes. he had a bunch of debt that he had to pay off because mm-hmm. he'd had crazy living due to his pelt smuggling. Living high on that fur money. And he robbed a post office mm-hmm. with a Joe Camel bag and a fright wig and clown <laughs> shoes. Mm-hmm. So he stole enough in that heist to pay off his debts. But you know what? 
he's not going to give up his lifestyle. Ah. He wants more. <laughs> so a couple months later, he hits another post office. Naturally, it worked the first no time. Weapons. No weapons. No weapons. Just bluster. Yeah. Yeah. He's just all bravado. Um, and from there, he moves on to travel agents. He's hitting cash businesses at this point. I would have never thought travel agents. I know. Well, here's the thing. He targets one, May 93. He... Went to a, a travel agent to rob it specifically because he was mad at travel agencies. <laughs> and that's because he'd had he'd taken this trip to Tunisia. Okay. And they messed it up. And he was just like, you know what? All of you guys. Your whole industry. A pox on your house. Bunch of scam artists. Yeah. So he's like, can't really remember where the one was that sold him the bum ticket. So he's like, well, there's a travel agent. Good enough. Slap him. So he goes in. He robs a travel agency. Uh what does he get? Like traveler's checks? Like what do you possibly cash? They have cash? Well, yeah, that wasn't I think that they weren't really running on a lot of credit there. So uh, people were using cash for large everything. amounts too, because if they're buying yeah. packages. Okay. So um the a Hungarian tabloid covered this theft and said, quote, while wish he he uh robbed the place, quote, while wishing the office manager all the best and kissing her hand, he swiftly left the office. What a gentleman. Right? You know, just shut up, please. Please. <laughs> Can I have the money, my darling? <laughs> I'm begging you. So he gets away with $12,500. Okay, so he's doubling he's what he got the first cash. time. June 93, next month, he robs his first bank. Graduated. $31,000. Oh, look at this. Yeah. Every time going up. August 93, he robs a, another post office with a fellow Transylvanian hockey teammate <laughs> as his accomplice. He's like, hey, bud. I got a little, little hometown for pride. You. Let's do this. Take off those skates and follow me to this. Come post with office. me. They have electricity. <laughs> um, they get thirty six thousand dollars off of that one, so they got you know eighteen apiece. Um, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, what's going on with his hockey career? <laughs> I was. Yeah? I was just wondering. When I did he get you, like a rookie card? Um, a few months after teaming up to hit the post office um, with his teammate in October '93, Attila sees his very first ice time. Ah, nice. Yeah, the team. Was up 14 to nothing Holy when he came on the ice. In hockey? Comes on the ice. He gives up three goals. Okay. But they still win because they were up by 14. 14. Wow. A few days after that, after his debut, he robs again. This time another travel agency. Mm -hmm. And he does it. So that's some anger to work out. Yeah. He's just processing. It's part of his journey. <laughs> this is what he considers therapy. He goes to a crowded train station where mm -hmm. there's a travel agency. And he does this during rush hour. <laughs> Ballsy. It's like, what would be the most ridiculous time? Uh, he's wearing a wig, but of course. That's part of his MO, from and what I can tell. And when the employees saw him, they just started screaming, and people gathered outside. He got away, but he didn't get money. So wait, they started screaming before he'd even, like, said, hey, here's my pop gun? And Well, I think he, like, he said, you know, this is a stick-up, oh, okay. and they're and just they like, screaming. Yeah! And then because it's a crowded station, they're like, what's going on there yeah, in the old, uh, travel agency? Um, but So he gets away. December 93, so that was October. December 93, he finally gets his revenge, and he steals about $4,400 from the original travel agency that wronged him. So he That's what diligence clears does. the decks on that. February 94, he dresses as a businessman, and he attempts his first solo bank robbery. Oh. Yeah. He successfully takes about $13,000. Good on you. Yeah. First time effort. March 1994, strikes again. He gets 42000 bucks from another bank. What is he spending this on? He had a gambling problem. Oh, there we go. He liked the drink. Yeah, I got you. And he liked to go to Tunisia. So he likes Tunisia, the ponies, and a good whiskey. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, he does another travel agency in July 94, um, dressed as a businessman, puts on a wig. This time he had a couple drinks at a nearby bar <laughs> to calm his nerves beforehand, but he got so drunk that he forgot to put up the closed sign in the agency's entrance after he walked in. So, like, people just kept walking in, like, hey, <laughs> kind of curious about... You're next. Let me finish robbing this lady. What's Chikotere like these, this time of year? Um, so, one of the agents rings a silent alarm. Are people still going to Chikotere? <laughs> the their agent rings a silent alarm, and then he can't access the safe. Um, and as he's leaving, though, he does get money. He gets $8,900. Not bad. In cash. As he's leaving, the cops are there, but they're entering the adjacent building that has the same address that's a supermarket because they think that's what's getting robbed. 
And See, he's they're like, with oh. me. They're like, who would rob a travel agent? Exactly. January 95, he robbed his next bank, scored over $22,000 with that one. Okay. July, he steals another twenty grand from another bank. So he's just ping-ponging between banks? Yeah, okay. he's like freelancing where he just gets these, these checks and just keeps, <laughs> you know, living his life. Oh, bills are due. Got to go rob a bank. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, when he steals the 20000 from a, another bank, the, they had surveillance video. And so a still-framed photo of him was published in the newspapers and featured on a local crime show called Criminalis. Ah, yes. Sounds amazing. Um He's wearing the wig, and he, he wore a wig specifically that resembled the lead detective on the case. Like, because he was annoyed. The detective had called him, quote-unquote, lucky in an interview. And he's like, no, this ain't luck, baby. Hey, you want to see luck, son? How about this? Luck is what I do on the ice. Skill is how I bring the ridiculousness. So, yeah, he's like, sees see like, this guy's, like, mullet or whatever, and is like, oh, I'm going to totally, I'm styling my wig like that. Yeah, can you imagine him, like, he's got the wig, like, on one of those, like, mannequin heads. He's, like, cutting the mullet, <laughs> looking at the photos, cutting yeah. the mullet, looking yeah. at the photo. Okay, now, there we go. Perfect. Mess Perfect. with me, son. <laughs> so that just, of course, really cheeses off the detective. Um, but wait, hold on. Hockey career. Oh, right. That doesn't stop. Yeah, life on the ice is important. At this time, he actually gets named UTE's starting goalie. (laughs) Get out of town. But he was so stressed out about being caught that he started playing really, really badly, even for him. (laughs) In a six-game stretch, he gave up 88 goals. What the hell? That's impossible. That's like seasons amount of goal giving. Like, I could do better than, I would just lay across in front of the net and just take my hits. You could just go back and forth, post to post, and do a better job blocking just a random luck would do better. He gave up 23 goals in one game. How many did he score on his own? Just like, I'll just knock this one and I'm tired of moving around. I bet. I bet that some of them were. like, I need a break. Go Mm -hmm. ahead, score. So he leads his team to a 0 to 23 loss. Oh my God. Um, But let's get back to the criming, right? (laughs) Just a little time out on that one. March 96, Attila robs another post office, gets around $62,000. I'm just glad he's good at something. Now, back at UTE, mm-hmm. at the team, they have a new coach, and he has a kid. The kid's name is Gabby, mm-hmm. Gabby Orban. Ah, like Victor. Mm-hmm. So Gabby is the son of the the new coach. He's also a teammate, because mm-hmm. apparently if, you, if you're related, get out there on the ice. <laughs> um, he, they've been hanging around Attila, because Attila's got money. Yeah, he's fun, he's charismatic. Like, what? They don't make money on this team. Like, they make pennies. Yeah. He's like, what, you know, I want to hang out with this dude. Um, He befriends him. And then in the summer of 96, Attila finally relents and is like, all right, let me tell you my secret. My secret to success. Wigs. (laughs) And so they're like, let's do this. And uh, there was a montage in music and they ran through the streets buying wigs. Shows them his wig collection. Draws (laughs) back the curtain. (laughs) Giant shoes. In August, they robbed a post office together. So beautiful. Such a meat cute. I love this. (laughs) Now, in this case, Attila was pretty drunk by the time they arrived at the post office. <laughs> I like that, like, whiskey is his Dumbo's feather. He's like, I, I want to be a bank robber. I just don't believe in me. Give me a couple of whiskeys. I got this. <laughs> well, he shows up drunk and an employee recognizes him immediately. And it's also, like, you guys, it's a warm, sunny day. It's a little suspicious that you have raincoats on. So these two drunks in raincoats, not three boys in one raincoat, two drunks in each in their own. This is a stick up. So the employee calls the cops and it's like, we got we got the whiskey robber up in here. And he's talking about his, his goaltending. The operator thinks it's a joke. When they're like, help, no. help, we have the whiskey robber in this post office. She's like, yeah, you do. Okay. <laughs> wah, wah. Um, so she tells the employee, look, if you want to be serious, call back and hangs up on the employee. Well, at the same time, Attila and Gabby are like, everybody away from the phones. Everybody in the corner. This is a stick up. So the phone starts ringing and no one answers. And instead of being like, oh, snap. I think there's something afoot at the post office. Yeah. The operator's like, meh, nothing going on there. Like I said. Must be busy. Yeah, if it was real, you would call back. Yeah. Don't even answer the phone. Ain't got nobody there. Come on now. (laughs) Attila and Gabby get away with $34,000 in that case. Uh, And it was after this incident that the press gave Attila the nickname the Whiskey Robber. So I guess before they're like, you know, it was the drunk. (laughs) Just coincidental. Yeah, the guy with the wig and the drink. Um, 
And so he gets that name because, like, bars that are near the robberies are reporting a disguised man downing drinks right before the thefts take place. (laughs) And they're like, there's this guy wearing a wig. He came in. He had a bunch of whiskey. I don't want to be judgy, but, you know. And he's not showing up sober to these bars. Yeah, I'm imagining that. That's another reason he's drawing attention to himself, because he rolls up having pre-partied. (laughs) <laughs> with the Joe Camel bag at home and then it's just like getting loose at the bar. He just needs a couple uh, to top off his energy. Yeah. So now he's referred to as the whiskey robber. He's high profile, baby. Got a nickname. <laughs> yeah. So September 96, uh, the dynamic duo, the gruesome twosome, <laughs> they robbed a bank and took just about 50 grand okay. from a bank. For, for, These are They're doing numbers. Yeah, Gabby's getting pretty good. Yeah. November, they rob another bank. Okay. It's getting boring at this point. It's old um, hat. They dressed, for this robbery, they dressed in wigs and trench coats. Gotta again. mix it up. Keep it fresh. <laughs> well, he's he can't. Attila, wearing a wig, wearing a trench coat, drunk as a skunk. Just as, as they're about to begin this robbery, Attila realizes that he forgot to bring a bag to put the money in. He doesn't have his Joe Camel bag. <laughs> My lucky Joe Camel doesn't bag. Doesn't even have anything. So he's like, hold on. He runs to a nearby supermarket. And he buys a loaf of bread, mm-hmm. and they put it in a bag for him. <laughs> and then he... And he runs back to the bank. He's walks, robbing. He goes in. They rob the bank, get 90 grand, put it in the bag, and he leaves the bread in the safe. <laughs> I'll, tra- I'll exchange even bread trade. for bread. Even trade. Even trade. <laughs> what was get going on bread, with his son. hockey life, you're wondering? Uh, I was just about you're to like, ask. like, enough with the criming. I mean, like, yeah, so he's good at robbing. How is the goaltending? Well, later that evening after that robbery... The bread robbery mm-hmm. at hockey practice. He was so drunk at that point <laughs> that he missed like a super easy goal, and a frustrated teammate got so mad that he hit him in the head with his hockey stick. <laughs> and then the report I read was he hit him, quote, so hard that a nail from Attila's helmet lodged inside his skull. Attila hardly noticed. A nail from his... Why are Let's there nails in that. the helmet? Let's talk about that. That's what jumped out. Like, great. Guy's got a nail in his skull. He's, he's pickled, whatever. Was the Rum helmet made bones. of wood? What is going what? on with a nail in the helmet? And they mean like a metal nail, not like a fingernail, right? No, like, this like is... a metal nail went into his skull in Soviet Russia... What? Nail hammers you. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on with that? I like that the teammate is so mad at the drunk goalie. Just to he beat beats him. him unconscious, beats practically. Him senseless. <laughs> and Attila's just like sitting there all. <laughs> <laughs> How dry I, I am. <laughs> so January 97, Rob's another bank, 43 grand. March 97. This litany is incredible. He robs yet another bank. This time they dressed as cops and they were like, you know, we found, we heard that there's some smuggling going on. There's some uh, we're gonna need naughty to see business. We're going to need money and uh, yeah. make sure it's all legit. So they're like, fooled you. We're not cops. We're the robbers. Joe Campbell bag. <laughs> Put it in there. 52 grand. Off they go. So the cops are rushing to that bank and they're already gone. Attila and Gabby went to grab lunch. So they got lunch while the cops were like descending on the bank. Like, oh my God, he hit again. And the people are all traumatized in there. So they're grabbing lunch. And then they went to a post office on the other side of town. Mm -hmm. And we're like, look, we're dressed for it. We might as well just. You you got a minute? Yeah. Gab, what do you think? So they like, they actually, they, in this case, they were dressed as cops. They changed their, they had a costume change. Okay. So, um, they uh, put on suits, long wigs, and baseball caps. So it's like ZZ Top. Is robbing you. Is robbing okay. you. Um, and they stole 22 grand. Nice. So that's a twofer. That is. That's a good These one. are athletes. These are endurance athletes, though. You, see, they have prepared the their bodies. At peak of performance. <laughs> this is what peak performance looks like. <laughs> so at the next robbery, mm-hmm. April 97, he and Gabby only managed to steal about $8,200. Hmm. Because the bank had just handed off most of its cash to an armored vehicle. Uh, I can't win them all. Bad timing. Kind of like how he is on the ice. Um, The following month, way more money. So they've got their outfits on, business suits and wigs. Um, They stole $138,000 from a Budapest bank. Wow. Yeah. Um, The bills, the police had requested, hey, listen, you got a lot of cash on hand. Let's mark the bills. Mm -hmm. And they're like, sure. They mark the bills. 
The problem was is that banks and post offices didn't have an ability to read the marks. <laughs> they just put smiley faces on there. Yeah. There you go. So they were like, and no one knows to look for it. So they're like, oh, look, that's got, that's got a smiley <laughs> face on it. That's funny. All right, yeah. So they're able to pass the money, no no problem. They can't be tracked. Um, now, Attila, after this huge haul, he's like, you know what? That, that was it. That was my final bow. Oh, he's peaked. Yeah. He's like, he's going no out on more. top. But hold on, what's going on with the hockey career? Oh, thank God. Yeah. That year, despite his dedication, Attila was dropped from the hockey team. What? this? See, out of all the stuff you told me, this is just not fair. That's the injustice. Yeah, this is just wrong. Yeah. The heart he How put How did in, he find out? The beatings he's endured? He found out because he was reading the paper and he saw the team's roster and his name wasn't on it. Oh, that's <laughs> rough. Yeah. He did manage to get a spot on the team's crosstown rival, but the teammates didn't like him and it didn't last. Um, so December 97, right? Just a couple months later, uh, he's they're like, you know what? Hey, Gabby, Gabs, I'm a little short on cash. Let's come out of retirement. Let's do this. And uh, they did. They uh, came out of retirement and did another job. Now, I need to take a break. I need to think about this. I need to think about hockey. I need to think about injustice. And so when we come back, I'm going to tell you what happens next with old Attila. I'm going to take this Zamboni for a loop. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward, inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from ATT Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. ATT Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit ATT.com slash hypergig for details. Okay. So Gabby and Attila out of retirement. Back at it again. Mm-hmm. Uh they stole almost forty-four thousand dollars from the same bank that they robbed the previous May. Boys are back in town. Yeah. This time, though, he used a gun. Ooh, that's yeah. a new one. He escalated. He hadn't been doing that. No, never had to. He fired three shots at a surveillance camera. Pow, pow, okay. pow. <laughs> Thank you. I had a pause in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so in February of 98, they robbed another bank, 27000 Okay. 
And in that case, they told the employees they had a bomb. They're they're getting getting desperate. Yeah. But the bomb was just two cigars wrapped with transistor radio wire to a battery, a bullet cartridge, and the face of a digital watch. <laughs> it's a bomb. Lord, a, trust me. Don't on this touch one. it. It's fine. It's, it's a bomb. Just, hey, just, don't check. <laughs> don't check, guys. Don't check. Um, the next month, they robbed another bank. Okay. But this, Attila. This time they used a tank. What are they? What did they graduate well, no, to? This now? time he's wearing this long wool coat. Carrying a bazooka. He's wearing a blonde wig and a beret. Oh. Mixing it up. Going glasses. continental. Okay. He went glasses. Hmm. But he was really distracted because he'd recently broken up with his girlfriend. Oh, that's a shame. It was an emotional time for him. She was probably upset of him getting dropped from the hockey team. Stealing his wigs. Stealing the wigs. (laughs) All the wigs. He's wearing all her wigs. (laughs) So because he's so distracted, he takes a lot longer than the three minutes that they usually allotted. And by the time they left, the entrance outside was surrounded by a group of, who do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with Jehovah's Witnesses. No. Okay, wait, a second guess. Canadian tourists there for a whiskey-a-thon. So close. Damn. Vegetable vendors. <laughs> <laughs> Green grocers. <laughs> so they, there's this to-do going on, and all the vegetal, nearby vegetable vendors mm-hmm. surround the outside, and they're like, we're going to apprehend the whiskey robber. So you got a bunch this of it. pickle peddlers and cucumber pushers trying to chase you down? Yeah. The cops are closing in. Attila, he's got the gun. Mm-hmm. He runs out and he shoots twice into the air and then starts running and all the vendors are chasing him. They chase the man who fired the gun in yes. the air. I like this. Well, and the the, the, the guy in a heavy coat, blonde wig, beret, and glasses. glasses yeah. It's like a Wes Anderson exactly. scene. Exactly. Totally. Pow, pow, and all the <laughs> green grocers follow him. <laughs> and then everyone goes running by. Like, I can see the shot. Well, a cop starts chasing him, too. And then... Was it Ed Norton as the cop? Yes, it was. And then Attila carjacks someone and takes the car. They go on a high-speed chase. Uh, The car's windows get shot out. Oh, wow. It's like American style. He escaped, though. I I had no doubt. $23,000. Nice. Give or take. How did Gabby do? Uh... I don't know what happened to Gabby. I guess Gabby went with him. Okay, I was just wondering. Gabby was in the wind on this one. Okay. It was good. Let's check back in on the hockey career, because it's not over. Thank good. I I keep hoping that that's going to pull him back to a life that is more fulfilling. Well, he got his unpaid goalie job back at UTE, (laughs) but he was playing so badly and generally so drunk that they told him not to come to practice for a while. Just come to the game. They're like, you've just taken up space here. But let's get back to the robberies. Uh, January 99, Attila and Gabby, they robbed another bank, but a guard decided to fight him. Like fist fight? Yeah. Or like over the toaster, the free toaster. You can hake the money, but (laughs) I'm keeping the free toaster. He said, debate me. (laughs) So the guard is like grappling with him. He delays them enough that he only takes about 1200 bucks from the register okay, or from the teller. Sorry, because this is a bank. Um, so he gets about 1200 bucks, And now, you know, these two are getting low on money. Despite mm-hmm. all, they're spending money like water. Yeah, imagine they're living big, buying furs, mm-hmm. new wigs. <laughs> pelts. They're draped in pelts. <laughs> uncured Sleeping pelts. Sleeping in pelts. <laughs> uh, so they decide, okay, you know what? Okay, one more bank. And then we call it quits. Just for Let's old just do time's one sakes, more. Because just for us. Yeah. Well... They end up getting almost $80,000 off this one. Damn. But they took so long to do it in there that the cops were like... They wanted the moment to last. Yeah. The cops were on their way. The cops were almost there. Attila got away. Gabby did not. Yeah. And the coach knows who hangs out with his boy. Yeah. Attila doesn't know where Gabby is, but he knows he doesn't have a lot of time, so he makes a break for it. And so he, he gets home. He decides he's going to leave the country or just, you know, go go to the mattresses, as they say, yeah, right? No, yes, that's what they do say. <laughs> um, <laughs> Help me check my criminal lexicon, yes. So who does he take with him when he goes on the run? Um, the, uh, I don't know, the enforcer from the hockey team? He took his Burmese mountain dog named Don. I was close. Named he, Don. Don. <laughs> Don the Burmese dog. Don. This is the the first mention of the dog in the coverage of it is this. And it's like, wait, hold on. Why is this not the first thing that's ever told about him? I have a Burmese mountain dog named Don. 
Um, so he and Don took off and sped to the Romanian border. I wonder what Don, Don is named after. I know, right? Like, in, is it, we're in the late 90s. I mean, Don Ho. Don Ho. <laughs> tiny, <laughs> tiny bubbles. Tiny, the tiny bubbles. It's definitely not Don Johnson. It's probably not Donald well, Glover. it could be Don Johnson. It could be. I mean, it is Eastern Bloc. Yeah. But it's the late 90s. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, you know, it's probably not Donald Duck. Probably not Donald Sutherland. Maybe he misheard Dom DeLuise. There you go. I like that. He named his dog after Dom DeLuise. But, but he misheard it. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he, uh, it was actually a sports journalist who first outed Attila publicly. How so? Well, he figured like, okay, this robbery went down. I've been noticing that the goalie's rich. <laughs> and he and didn't drunk. show up. And he didn't show up. <laughs> yeah. There was a robbery today. And he almost got caught. And now, hold on a second. So he starts, like, clocking all the stuff. Attila makes it to the Romanian border. Um, but the guards were all waiting for him. They, oh, he didn't go. Knew. He tried to go over on the road. No, you got to go over on the He forest. goes on the road and he shows up with his passport. He's like, oh, oh just coming man. through. Me and Don, you know, <laughs> Don, show him your passport. Um, so, I, Don want to see the hometown. <laughs> just homesick. Um, so Attila immediately confesses to all of the robberies. Uh, 26 of them hmm. at this point. And he even told them, like, these are the disguises that I wore. Are Here's we- my lookbook. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how much I took. He had like laid it all out. In all, at this point, he'd taken about six hundred thousand hmm, dollars, okay. and that's like if you're exchanging the 1999 exchange rate for oh. foreign okay. to dollars. Um, over a thousand people stepped forward to adopt Don. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this bank robbery, done. but I will take that dog. I'll, I'll, I'll take Don. Um, Attila spent the next six months in a Budapest jail awaiting his charges. On the Buddha side or the Pesh side? He was split down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gave a bunch of interviews when he was in jail, mm-hmm. including to criminalists. Oh, nice. Um, and that just, like, fortified his whiskey robber yeah. mythology and made him a total folk hero because he wasn't hurting people. Mm-hmm. He was just, you know... Um, July 99, they finally formally charge him. So besides the robberies, he was accused of attempted murder because of the firing of the gun. Oh, okay. Uh, and he, um, you know, it's bad to fire guns around vegetable vendors. They're very sensitive people. They are. You could have bruised the cabbage. <laughs> um, the morning of July 10th, 1999, he had this, you know, usual routine. He's led outside to the jail's, uh, exercise facilities. Mm-hmm. Zarin, I want you to picture it. Oh. I'm going I'm I didn't going even for see two. It coming. Here, wait, wait. Eyes are closed. Attila's out in the yard. It's a hot day. He's wearing heavy jeans and a long sleeve shirt. At this prison, each inmate's given a small private space to work out in. There's a door that locks, but the space is open to the sky. The guard locks the door. Attila reaches under his clothes and pulls out a rope that he's made from sheets, shoelaces, and towels. Mm-hmm. He scales the wall. And just as he suspected would be the case, there's no one in the guard tower looking for him. No one no one on, on watch. He uh, crosses the interior courtyard to the jail's administration building. Now, his plan was to find an unlocked office on either the first or second floor okay. and then pop out the window, lower himself down with this amazing rope okay. that he has crafted. Um, but he hears people on those floors, so he has to go up to the fourth floor. Wait, up to the fourth? Uh-huh. Like on the outside of the building? No, no, no. He's inside. And oh, he's like, okay. I got to get to the outside of the jail, so okay. I'm going to find a window. Well, he has to go up to the fourth floor. Um, the rope, not long enough, but, you know, he didn't have a whole lot of options. Uh, so he descends nearly 50 feet to the ground, severely sprains both ankles, and then just rips his palms to shreds. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, burns. he just gets messed. He's basically just sliding down a rope with his hands, yeah. taking all the skin off. Yeah, uh, like shoelace rope. Yeah. Um, it was the first time anyone had ever escaped from this jail before. Good Yeah, good for him. him. So with the help of a contact, he found an apartment in Budapest. I don't know which side. <laughs> I won't ask. Uh, to hide out in. Um, but first, he had to celebrate with a couple of beers. Naturally. You know. He goes to a bar and uh, goes in the bathroom, gets rid of the clothes he'd been wearing, shaves his face. And then the bartender, like, sees him and is like, hey, are you a whiskey robber? Shrugs. He's like, I get that a lot. <laughs> uh, meanwhile. Good non-answer. <laughs> 
at 11 a.m., because this is like in the early, you know, the first in the morning where mm-hmm. he's getting his workout, at 11 a.m., they put Budapest on an emergency lockdown. And it was the largest manhunt in post-communist Eastern Europe's history at this point. Wow. Yeah. So not long after his escape, his attorney makes a statement. And he says that he wants to announce that Attila would be at the center of an advertising campaign for a new energy drink. Wait, what? <laughs> did I just have a stroke? Like, what? I was sitting here listening to you, and I did none of that made sense. So instead of saying, I've asked my client to turn himself in, or this is a great misunderstanding, he's like, I'm glad you were all gathered here today. I have a really important announcement. I want to tell you about a new drink called Attila Pow Pow. It's a very rare brand partnership. It's there, and he says, look, promotional T-shirts, buttons, souvenirs, they're already in production. Is it an alcoholic they energy a, drink? <laughs> it's the precursor to, like, vodka and Red Bull. Yeah, exactly. Like, it goes really well with whiskey. <laughs> so they did. They had all these promotional things in place, and there was a partnership with, like, a Western European manufacturer, okay. and they were going to distribute it. Um so, you know, the attorney's doing that. He obviously has the best attorney possible. Apparently. <laughs> um, there's also a reward of one million forints. So that's like about 4,100 bucks. Okay. So, for Red, anyone who wants to help catch him. Red Bull gives you wigs. Sorry, I was just thinking that. No, I just need to rest in that for a minute. That was great. Um, so, there's this one million forints reward, mm-hmm. right? For any help in catching him, Hungarians uninterested. They're like, we're not helping you with this. Look what you, you botched this up. Do I look like a snitch? Yeah. Why you got to insult me? They're like chugging their Attila juice and just looking like, look somewhere else, pal. Attila calculated that he'd need between $85,000 and $110,000 to start a new life somewhere else. And he was considering Brazil. Always a good choice. Right. Argentina, maybe. (laughs) So um, he didn't have that kind of money. So what does he do? steals it yeah nice end of july of 99 he robs a bank so he's on the run he robs a bank (laughs) that's the best time to rob and my favorite is that he's like okay everyone knows who i am i need this money i'm gonna go back to a bank i've robbed before i like the comfort of it they'll probably respect me they know what i do they know what i'm working with so he goes in to this bank that he'd robbed previously. And you know they're just, oh, golly. <laughs> and so he's like, you know, give me all your money. Open the safe. But the safe had been moved since he'd been there last, so it was very confusing for him. And he was drunk. He allegedly yells, you know who I am. I have nothing to lose. <laughs> See, this yeah, is what I'm talking what about. care. He was only able to get $6,500 before he escaped. And how did he escape? He swam across the Danube to an island to <laughs> evade the police. <laughs> Swam across the Danube. Yeah, which divides Buddha and Pesh. There we go. Uh, September 99, does it again. Uh, he He buys a moped. Okay. And he drives the moped to the bank. But he's hammered. <laughs> he drank an entire bottle of whiskey. And oh he was so God. drunk... That when he walked in, the teller started laughing at him. His wig's all cocked his, sideways. He's drooling, yeah. and he's like, can only keep one eye open. He's like, guys, guys, guys. listen. I hey. love you guys so much. I need no, the money. for real. <laughs> now give me the money, please. I love you guys. He only got two, nine, 960 bucks out of this one. <laughs> and they, the cops were like, you know, that's less uh, than the price of the scooter that you forgot in the parking lot. <laughs> And that you left your helmet on. He left the keys in the moped. <laughs> and your ID. Everything. He left the moped, keys, helmet, whatever. So he gets less than that's worth. So he's like, all right, October rolls around. I'm going to try it again. Different bank. He wears a baseball hat, a jacket, and brand new loafers. Ooh. You know, it's like your first day of school. You yeah, just want to get fitted. Um, the shoes, though, they sliced the back of his ankles so badly that he had to abort the mission. He went back to his apartment and he had to let his feet heal. What kind of he's just like got his tootsies in some ice and he's like "Ah, i should i should have broken these in (laughs) really i didn't think this through (laughs) he probably forgot to like sand down roughen up the the soles too. these loafers Mm -hmm, sliding around around. he's walking Um, around his house in his ice skates because it's the only shoes that fit and don't hurt (laughs) a week later he gives himself a week to rest up october 18th he gets drunk he enters a bank there are about 15 <laughs> customers. Drunk, enters the bank. <laughs> there are about 15 customers in there. 
he forgets again to put the clothes sign on the door. So by the time the robbery's in progress, 40 new people have entered. He's just in there singing, closing time. <laughs> time to give me all the money you got. <laughs> that deserves an arrest. Um, <laughs> it took him 16 minutes. That's a long time. Oh, that's mad long. But he got $220,000. He got away? Yeah. <laughs> well, kind of. Yeah, he he leaves right when the cops are getting there, and he would have been. They would have gotten there sooner, mm-hmm. but the two separate good... police cars got in unrelated accidents on the way over. <laughs> this is amazing. And so he gets out the back. He's outside. He's running. He's looking for a place to hide. He jumps um, into a nearby backyard. He jumps the fence, but he falls head first over the fence, Ooh. and he breaks two of his fingers and knocks himself unconscious. <laughs> So he spent the night in the yard. And the next morning, he gets back, he's like, wakes up, he's like, oh boy. He's there in the backyard, unconscious with $220,000 yes, in yes, a bag. Yes. And like a dog looks up, sniffs on him, pees on him, goes back inside. Um, well, Wes Anderson could never. He goes back to his apartment. And the next morning, he thought he got away with it, but in the whole kerfluffle, he dropped his phone card. And police were able to trace a call to his Transylvanian apartment owner, mm-hmm. who was in the process of getting Attila a new passport, and they figured out where he was hiding. So October 27th, 1999, Attila's cooking his friend a thank you dinner. Thank you for being a friend. And the Budapest police arrive. Um, they arrest him. He had been on the lam for 109 days at this point. Nice. Yeah. And so in all, over the course of six years, he committed 29 successful robberies, one unsuccessful. Um, he stole around 1.9 million forints, which is about um, $840,000 in the 1999 exchange rate. And today would be almost $1.5 million. Um, from- Doing all that drunk. Yeah. Like, other bank robbers just must hear this story and just hang their heads. He like, was just I'm not consistent. It was like trying to get on the hockey team. He's consistent. Yeah, He's just going to exactly. keep hammering at it. He just showed up. 99% of success or 90% of success showing up. Yeah. So, but here he gets arrested. They're not going to put him back in the jail. Instead, they housed him in a government building, quote, in a special all-glass cage built five years earlier for the country's most notorious serial killer, Magda Marinko, a convicted butcher of four. Wow. So they actually put him in like a life-size whiskey bottle. They put him in like a Bond villain cube. Yeah, that's what I'm imagining. Like, yeah, like the- or a life-size whiskey. <laughs> they poured him on in. Um, he's licking the bottom of it. He was charged with 65 counts of robbery. He was charged with attempted murder. He was charged with violations of personal freedom for the people that he temporarily held against their will. Mm-hmm. Was he charged with abuse of a green grocer? <laughs> yes. He pled guilty to all the robberies. And he was mad, though. He was mad about attempted murder. He's like, I didn't aim that at anybody. It was just, you know. Only one I've attempted to murder is me with all this booze. Right? His liver's all, (laughs) Um, who? His liver's like, can I press charges? (laughs) (laughs) The trial lasted six months. There were 71 witnesses. Everyone, everyone turned up for it. And despite asking the judge for leniency in December of 2000, he was sentenced to 15 years in a maximum security prison. And that's more than, at that point, what murderers were getting. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was acquitted on the attempted murder charges, but found guilty on 46 robbery charges. The prosecution and the defense both appealed to the Hungarian Supreme Court. <laughs> like, no one's happy here. There are no winners. The court, like, they agree. The prosecution's appealing, like, yeah. damn it. Give me another <laughs> shot. Well, the co- I guess because they wanted the attempted murder. Yeah, the court totally. is like, you know what? No, we're going to acquit him of the attempted murder, but let's put two more years on this. <laughs> Just for fun. Just let him stew. He won't notice. He's drunk. He got out of prison in January of 2012. Welcome back. And he is going to hunt me down. And <laughs> he was released early for, being, for good behavior. Ah, and today... He's a wig maker. He works in ceramics. That was close, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> he learned how to, you know, throw pottery in prison. Okay. He sells his pottery at art fairs and around Hungary, and he does workshops. He's also on Instagram. Oh, man. Is he on Etsy? Can I get some of his work? Well, he's, you can buy his stuff through Instagram. Oh, okay. His, his handle is at T-H-E underscore R-E-A-L underscore V-I-S-Z-K-I-S. The real Vix? Vi- the real 
I don't know. Okay. I'm not smart enough to know the how to say the last word. Um, <laughs> you can buy his wares. I want a mug. He does these ceramic fake whiskey bottles. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's... Does he sign them? Can I get, like, a custom piece, you I know? bet. I bet. What's your ridiculous takeaway on this? Oh, man, my ridiculous takeaway... Look what, you know, a wig can do for a man's confidence. You know, this, <laughs> you put him on a hockey ice, couldn't even stand up. You give him a wig, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, mm, the Just heart comes men. out. And he's like, you know what? Suddenly <laughs> now I can do the crimes that I've only dreamed of. It's like Samson. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if you I, care about a man who's having a little bit of a problem, maybe get him a wig. Get him a fright wig. Yeah, let him Have see if that helps. Have a little fun. Mix it up. Not just one wig. And if that doesn't work, get him some whiskey. Let's just try it all. <laughs> I think Attila is the apex ridiculous criminal so far in our young show. Really? Well, he doesn't hurt people. Okay. He dons silly disguises. Okay. He does stuff like rob the same place twice or (laughs) rob a place because they messed up his travel arrangements. (laughs) He has a ridiculously unhealthy relationship with alcohol. Yes. He can't play hockey, but somehow also plays it professionally. Uh, He is the living embodiment of my grandma's advice of act like you know. Yes. And he just bungles his way to success. Plus, he gets extra points for owning a dog and naming that dog Don. Because human names for dogs, that's the way to go. You've made your case. Thank you. That's my takeaway. That's excellent. All right. I'm done here. <laughs> I'm over here sweating. Just, just, just dripping. <laughs> delicious, sweat. right? Are you dizzy? <laughs> oh, my. Dizzy, delicious, and drunk. He's I'm... amazing. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thanks you to the Academy. Um, that's it. So you can find us online at, at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and Instagram. Do you have a tip for us about a ridiculous crime you'd like to hear about? Do you want to confess to a ridiculous crime? And when I say ri- like a crime crime. Give it to me. Give me yeah. good crime. Uh, stuff that, like, you're going to confess it and pray I don't pass it on to the authorities. Yeah, like if you and your grandfather once had, like, a pot field and then you had to rob a bank to be able to afford to get the pot field yes. to market, that's a ridiculous yes. crime. That's what, no, no one dead, no one hurt, Yeah, but ridiculous. But, like, legitimately you could have been arrested. Email at ridiculouscrime at gmail.com. Tune in next time. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zaren Burnett, produced and edited by Dave Kustin, the Transylvanian Terror. Research is by Austrian pelt maven Marissa Brown. The theme song is by Hungarian hustler Thomas Lee and Romanian renegade Travis Dutton. Executive producers are Ben Buda Bolin and Noel Pest Brown. Ridiculous Crime. Say it one more time. Ridiculous Crime. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.